And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, episode 25. Shit. I know, right? 25. Crazy. You know what's uh, funnier than 24? What? 25. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> but uh, the next episode after this would mean that we have done this for six months. or halfway through oh, the year, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? Hello? Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So anyways, uh, I know a lot of people haven't been aware of this because we've been posting as much as we can. Um, yeah, we stayed up to it every Monday. Yeah, you know, we, we've been pretty, it's we've great. been staying pretty hard at it and staying dedicated to it. Zach actually had to go out of town for the past month. We uploaded a bunch of podcast episodes to kind of cover him being gone. And that's kind of why we didn't talk about COVID-19 a lot. Uh, actually, I, we didn't even mention it because this was like all before it even happened, before it really got too big. Yeah, yeah. Before I left, it wasn't, it was out there. People knew about it, but no one's taking it serious at all. No. Like at all. It was like, a, oh, we'll just, you know, take hand sanitizer. That's what everyone was telling me. Like, oh, just, you know, take hand sanitizer with you. You'll be fine. And then, you know, I fly out and then, oh, shit. And all hell breaks loose. Pretty crazy. I was going to say, like, how was that whole thing? I mean, you know, I, I know it wasn't as bad as it was during that time while you were gone this was okay so what when you first went to nashville when was that so i flew from atlanta to nashville on uh march 2nd it's the today is the today's 27th 27th yeah okay yeah so i flew out on the 2nd to nashville stayed there until the 5th and then on the 5th i flew from nashville to dallas and i was in dallas from the 5th to the 20th and then on the 20th Flew from Dallas back to Atlanta. So basically right at the start of this whole, or not the start of the outbreak, but the about the time things started being taken seriously and started. I'd say at least here, right? Yeah, the, the threat level, everyone's worry, worry level just went, you know, crazy as soon as I happened to leave. So yeah, I, I just, this whole trip was crazy. I've never, well, let me, a little small backstory. I won't explain everything about it, but basically for those of y'all who don't know, the reason I went out of town for basically three weeks was my job uh, they just flew me out to dallas and to nashville for three weeks just for training basically but yeah so i, I never flown commercial before other than when i was a baby and this was my first time doing it and not only i, I was flying by myself also like i didn't have anyone with me i was going through the airport and you know just doing all of this by myself for the first time it was pretty crazy i was super stressed about all this and then I landed in Nashville on the second, and that night, tornadoes in Nashville for the first time in forever destroys a lot of East Nashville, where I was the previous night of it happening. I woke up and I didn't even know anything had happened though. So I okay, yeah, staying I was gonna, in West Nashville. So I was gonna ask, like, how far out were you, or was a tornado from your area? Yeah, I mean, I was still in Nashville. It wasn't too far. Nashville's not super big, but uh, it was on the the opposite side of me, so I didn't I didn't hear anything, see anything until. Until the next day, I started getting a bunch of texts from people when I woke up and people asking me if I was if I was okay because I had just literally flown out the day before and then I landed and then that night was all the tornadoes or it might have been just one big tornado. But yeah, it was pretty bad luck. But I mean, I made it out all right. And then, yeah, Dallas, that one was, that was in Nashville for only less than a week from the 2nd to the 5th. It was a Monday through a Thursday. So it wasn't wasn't too long, wasn't that big of a deal. But Nashville, I was there for two weeks, and that's Nashville's pretty close to Atlanta. You know, it was an hour flight. And uh, Dallas is more like two and a half, three hour flight. So I, I thought was, it was longer. 
No, no, not from at least not to Dallas. Maybe like uh, Austin okay. or something. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, now that I think about it, every time because we used to take trips to Cancun, but yeah. every time we'd have to go from Atlanta to Dallas or uh, Atlanta to San Antonio gotcha. or something like that. Yeah. And I thought it was longer, but okay, continue. Yeah, it's not too bad, but oh man, Dallas is crazy. How so? Uh, I don't know, man. It was just I was already stressed about the trip, stressed about flying, stressed about. I'm um, going through all these airports amidst a, a breakout and I just I get to Dallas and you know, I'm far as fuck away from home pretty much. I don't I don't travel much. I'm usually here in Georgia all the time. So I was just I was out of my element and then everything that's going on started happening and it's just it was a lot to handle. And I was having to work the whole time throughout all of it. I didn't get to I mean I had weekends off, nights and weekends off. I could stay in my hotel room and do whatever I want. But Monday through Friday I had to, you know, get up and go out and go to work and it was just it was a lot, man. It was pretty stressful. It was a class of four guys, including myself, so me plus three others. And uh it actually turned out pretty cool. It could have been much worse. I was kind of expecting the worst going out and having to be around all these people that I don't know for three weeks. And I was thinking, oh shit, like these, what if they're like not my kind of people at all? And I'm stuck with them and I'm just like having to be fake. And like, what if they ask me to hang out? I don't want to be the one guy out of the group that doesn't want to hang out. And then I get <laughs> stuck hanging out with these guys for three weeks. And I get there and uh, pretty cool dudes. Three out of four of us would hang out all the time. There's one dude that he brought his fiance on the trip. What? Yeah, he brought his fiance. So, Is that, yeah. uh, like, was that even allowed? Yeah, I mean, she he paid for her ticket. Uh, the okay. company didn't pay for the, for her ticket, but he yeah. paid for her ticket. I mean, yeah, she didn't come with us when we were doing the training stuff, but she just stayed at the hotel all day. What if she did? That'd be so weird. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was already weird. It was like, come on, man. Like, you're... Yeah. yeah it's three weeks. Like, like cut the cord, not, bro. Not, yeah, it's not the end of the world. Three weeks, you get to see her. It's less than three weeks, 18 days. Not that, not that big of a deal. And, like, it would have been, you know, it would have been cool if it would have been all four of the guys happened to all be cool and all you know we found i found out pretty much the night that i got there i was downstairs talking to the two guys that i ended up being cool with one of the other guys made a joke about weed and we were we all kind of like made like smart remarks like oh, i fucking wish and then we were like oh wait you smoke you smoke we, we all smoke and then because we were all worried like fuck we, we can't bring any weed with us yeah like what are we gonna do for three weeks we all smoke every day that and, stoner realization yeah, between all already, three of you must have been yeah. like crazy. I was kind of excited, actually, leaving. Like, it's going to suck not having weed for three weeks. But, you know, when I get back in three weeks, I'll get super high. You know, it'll be great. It'll be like the old times. I'll lose my tolerance. It'll be, you know, I won't have to use as much. I get to conserve a lot more. Yeah, I'm sure your initial plan was to take the three weeks three oh, yeah. weeks off and just try to... Big tolerance break. Get, yeah, a big tolerance break. And instead... That was the complete opposite. Yeah, man, exact opposite. We get to Nashville, and you know, I had thought like, uh, if I, you know, if I happened to see someone, and you know, at my hotel in a dark or, alleyway, <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know, try and find something if I could. But I wasn't really planning on it much. I was like, yeah, it could happen, but I doubt it. But then, you know, we all find out first night. Oh, well, all three of us smoke. Well, now we have triple the chances of finding weed. You know, <laughs> we can all go out and split up and. Oh, this person looks like they might have it. This person looks like they might have it. You go ask. No, you go ask. Or I'll go ask him. You go ask her. And like we were just tag teaming it, all three of us just going around trying to, you know, find something. We actually didn't have to try too hard though. And uh, now well, I think it was. It's not as secretive anymore. And, you know, we yeah. we brought this up several times, but chances are probably, I don't know, just made up statistics at this point, but I'd say maybe six out of 10 being nice are probably 
stoners or have smoked or know someone who can get you weed. And then I remember you sent me that Snapchat. Uh, it was your second day. I, I'm pretty sure it was your second day in Dallas. You're like, I found weed. In Nashville. Oh. Second day in Nashville. Oh, it was Nashville. Yeah, because, well, the first place I went was Nashville. And the oh, second night. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So there were two separate occasions. Yeah, the second night in Nashville, me and uh, the three guys that were hanging out was me, John, and Rob. So me and John. They all sound like made up names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. John was, he's actually from Atlanta. Oh, shit. Okay, so, cool. So, yeah, we flew back together. We actually flew in together. We just didn't even know it. Um, uh, John and I went to, we just went to, I think we went to Walmart the second day just to pick up groceries. Walmart. And after after that, we went to the gas station because John wanted to buy some cigarettes. But we get at the gas station, we park, and we're just like, hold on, before we go in, let's just like look around and see if we can see anybody that looks like they might, you know, have something, whatever. Well, we see this car pull up and the you know just in front of the gas station in the parking spot and it's just these two girls in there and they just they kind of they look like weed honestly so we walk up to them they look like weed <laughs> tell me what this look tell look me like, what this look they, they look is. just like huge stoners basically is what that means <laughs> they like they look so much like stoners that they just do they like have weed. like a drug rug on and like yeah, just, just baggy like, just sweatpants Think of what someone smokes like weed. Wearing like. fucking Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they basically just they look like they definitely smoked. And we part, we pulled up, parked next to them, rolled down the window, and we're like, psst, psst, hey, hey, you. And then we finally got their attention. We're like, hey, sorry to bother you. We're from Atlanta. We're here for like a week. Do you, do you know of anyone that can sell us weed? And she was like, hold on. Five minutes later, she was like, all right, he, my guy just texted me. He's on the way. I was like, what? What? It was the first person we asked. That's in fucking da- crazy. Nashville, the first person we asked. And they delivered us weed in like 10 minutes. Got there. Paid oh, it's like Pizza out. Hut for weed. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you didn't have to get cash <laughs> yeah, out. That's like, awesome. He no, just, just was like, yeah, just cash out. I'm like, all right, dude. And, uh, oh, that's so, yeah, so we, cool. We got weed and we bought Rillos at that gas station and had weed the whole time in Nashville. Fast forward to Dallas. We get there on a Friday. We found weed on Monday. So we went through the weekend. <laughs> Yo. We went the weekend. Monday, Monday through Wednesday at my hotel, before the whole coronavirus bullshit got more severe and they shut all this down, they had dinner and live music in the lobby at our hotel, Monday through Friday, from like 6 to 9. So we went there on Monday just to see what was up. And we're like, okay, check this out. See you know, if they have good food. They had free food, free beer, free wine, just all laid out. Just Yo. grab as much as you yeah, want. Yeah, you got to take advantage of oh, that. Dude. But you got to get, night. like, shit-faced yeah, down there. Every night we go down there and I'll get two, three beers for free and just eat dinner, have there be live music, you you know, give them song requests, and it was pretty cool. But, yeah, the first night we're there, the lady that's singing, she's just a solo artist doing her own thing up there. She has, like, the electronic drums, and she's making her own kind of beats and singing songs and taking requests. It was pretty cool. John was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go give her a song request and see something. So he walks up there, he's like, Hey, could you know this song? And she's like, Oh yeah. Let me look up the lyrics real quick so I don't forget them. Blah blah. blah. And then John's like, Do you happen to know anywhere we could find some tree? And she's <laughs> trying to be this so secret. The first person we asked in Dallas too. And I'm not joking. It sounds made up. It's not made up though. And uh, he told me before this is completely made up. <laughs> but yeah, she just immediately grabs her phone. She's like, You know, give me a minute and see what I can do. Dude comes and delivers it to us at our hotel. Godly. What? Like what the fuck? <laughs> In Nashville, first person we ask, they deliver it to us. They text someone and the person delivers it to us. Same thing. First thing in Dallas, ask first person. They deliver it to us. It's like, holy shit. And then uh, the guy, when we were in Dallas, we were in Dallas for two weeks. So that was only like our third day there. 
and he was like, hey guys, like I've got plenty. So I live like 10 minutes from your guys' place. So for the rest of the time, you're out here. If you need anything, just let me know. Dude, what a go, so, yeah. man. So we had plenty of weed the whole time in Nashville and in Dallas. Pretty sick. Well, honestly. it's like, it's it, it's so common now. It's like, it's really, even though it's still illegal, I feel like it's one of those things it's like, eh, people just kind of turn a blind eye to. You know, yeah, it's still illegal. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, the truth of the matter is probably a good majority, maybe, okay, out of 10 people, maybe eight smoke. I mean, there's a rough guesstimate, kind of BSing on the statistics that, you know, yeah. that's pretty much my Maybe if you pick eight college kids out, they might smoke. <laughs> exactly. It's not going to be the other way around where two out of 10 smoke. I mean, now, whether or not they're longtime smokers of, the ganja <laughs> depends, but you know, it, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily, you know, as bad as secretive as it used to be. It's like, Hey man, you got weed. Yeah. Bro. The way I, I look at it is just about the same amount of people that drink alcohol, smoke weed, but it, that's a good there's ratio. I would say at least there's definitely more alcoholics because it's legal yeah. everywhere. Which but, is bullshit, but you know, you know, if weed was legal, I'm sure it'd be just as widely. I mean, like in the States that it is legal, there's just as many people that smoke weed that drink alcohol, if not more, because that's the reason those people, a lot of people move to those states now is because that's the only place that they can live where they don't have to be an outlaw doing the thing that they, mm -hmm. you know, feel comfortable doing. Yeah, because, you know, people want to abide by the law, which I completely understand. I'm not saying you're a pussy for doing that or not, but, you know, uh, my girlfriend's friend's boyfriend, uh, I, I know that's complicated. Her boyfriend lives in Colorado and, you know, just out of curiosity, I was curious because, you know, I thought about maybe down the road, 5, 10, 15 years from now, maybe moving down to Colorado, just, you know, you know, try something different. And I asked her, I was like, what's the standard of living? And she's like, it's ridiculous. And I was like, why? She's like, well, weed's legal there. And I was like, yep, that makes sense. And apparently, because it's legal there, everything's pretty much jacked through the roof. Oh, yeah. And, you know, for the longest time, I've always had this debate with myself is like, well, they can legalize weed, but then, you know, they could just tax the shit out of it. If they tax the shit out of it, how many people would actually go into a big dispensary and start buying a shit ton of weed? So normal tax rate here, at least in Georgia, is 7%, if I'm correct. Yep. So what if they doubled that? What if they did 14% sales tax on, we'll just say, I, I don't know. I don't know what a normal transaction at a dispensary would be. So let's just say a $50 transaction. Maybe that's reasonable. I don't know. Uh, let, all right. Let's just say on the streets, you can get a gram of weed, one gram for $10. Okay. Let's say in a dispensary, it's 20. Okay. So plus 14% tax would be 7 of 10 is $10 is 70 cents. $20 would be $1.40. Okay. So it would be, you know, and it's still, it's not, you know, anything crazy. $20, you're spending $21.40. I feel like over time, though, maybe certain people would be pissed about it. And once again, this is, I don't know what a normal sales tax in Colorado would be on weed. I, I don't know. I haven't, obviously, we don't fucking live in a state where it's legal, so it's not yeah. like we know. My take on that is... I smoke, and if it became legal here, even if it was taxed out the ass and it's, you know, buying it illegally from, you know, a drug dealer on the street, I could maybe get four grams for 30 or 40 bucks, and I go to a dispensary to get four grams, and I spend 80 bucks, I'm still going to the dispensary personally. Okay. And I understand That's there's going to be people that just, just can't afford yeah. to have the right amount of weed that they, that they need or think they need or they consume or 
regardless and go to a dispensary and get it. I understand there's probably going to be people that do that, but you could probably, you, you can still buy. Okay. Uh, I see what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Let's look at it from the perspective of CBD products around here. Okay. Right. Okay. There's right. a CBD superstore, probably, I mean, it's, you know where it's at, right? It's what, yeah, yeah. right behind that quick trip, yep. you know, but so anyways, you go in there. Uh, I went in there just to look around to what kind of products they had. I would say on average, the person who walks in there who actually buys a couple things is probably walking out of there spending at least 60 to $80. The CBD products there are actually expensive, especially if you're getting some uh, some type of joint oh, yeah, like or, or, or yeah, a, a couple pre-rolled, the, um, the CBD cartridges. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, cartridges. Those are a lot more expensive too, because I've taken a look at them. It's probably, I think it was forty-five for a half gram, and then fifty-five for a full gram. So I mean, if you get a couple things from there, it's I mean, it's not cheap. Uh, so if the in, I don't know what the sales tax on that was, because I didn't buy anything. Of course, I'm not, you know, I'm not spending that much money. Yeah. But say if you're walking out of there spending at least seventy-five dollars worth of stuff, and there's a fifteen percent sales tax on that, that is. Give me one second. I'm hold up. Huh? It's eleven twenty-five. What was the math? Seventy-five dollars uh-huh. times fifteen percent sales tax. Eleven twenty-five. Oh, that would that would be the tax. Yeah, that's that that's a tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, anyways, it's eleven twenty-five on tax. That's a lot of. So you're still spending eighty-six dollars for seventy-five dollars worth of stuff. And I'm not a mathematician. I'm actually the worst with math, but. A large sales tax like that, I feel like it ultimately would lead to other people going back to their illegal supplier on the streets. And, you know, maybe maybe it's not as much. Maybe it's not that 15% sales tax. Maybe it's lower. Maybe it's 10. Maybe it's 8. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just guesstimating at this point. But I can see where there would be a dilemma with uh, smokers like you and any other person out there who uses heavy i feel like getting getting shit like that for a long period of time would get old because sales tax is not cheap no i understand you have to spend a lot of money for that however let's i mean to the average person if you're smoking what how, how much do you smoke in a week in a week yeah if you could uh, guesstimate not not that much um gram maybe two gram a week i don't know probably more than that probably like if it's a normal like work week i'll probably go through if it's a cartridge i'll go through maybe a quarter of a gram in a week and then if it's just straight up flour i'll probably go through um something like two to three gram i mean i can if I can, if I'm trying to conserve, I can yeah. go through. Yeah, I can make a gram stretch a week for sure. Yeah, I mean that, that's what I was. No more than say. on a crazy, you know, say I have a whole seven days off in a row. You know, I probably if I wanted to could go through, you know, four or five, six grams. But yeah, you know, you're right. Normal so, week, no more than. I think there's four. a lot of variables yeah. that apply to this. It's a matter of if. You're, if you're having a full week off, maybe you can smoke more. If if you're working the whole entire week, you're smoking less. Right. Because sometimes you do get off very, very late. And you're, sometimes, I don't know if you say it, but like, you're like, fuck it, I'm even too tired to roll. Oh, yeah, sometimes I do skip. Sometimes I'll go straight to bed when I get home. See, it, for the most part, it's, yeah, I wake up and if it's a work day, don't touch anything until I get home for the night, get back home, do whatever I need to do once I get home and once I'm settled in and I'm not do anything for the night then I you know I like to light up and I like to light up for bed and I mean, usually what I'll do is I'll go smoke before dinner and then once I'm you know ready to lay down for the night I'll smoke again and that's pretty much it and then on weekends I might depending on how I'm feeling I might smoke in the morning or early afternoon but yeah 
No, I don't. I used to do the the whole like binging thing, like on weekends, the days that I didn't mm-hmm. have to do anything, I would just smoke all day, be high all day. But I don't do that anymore. I, I like to, if I do smoke in the morning, I won't smoke again until night. Yeah. And just yeah. Cause, and know, I know your demeanor has changed about that a lot. Your attitude doesn't make it. Yeah, it makes it pointless in my opinion. Once mm-hmm. you once you use it too much, it just your tolerance goes way up, and it's just. I don't know. It's not the same. It's not the same at all. It's kind of like it's like alcohol in a way. Maybe, maybe. same with alcohol. You know, like if you can drink one, two, or three beers and get a good buzz to where that's all you need, then great. But once you do that for you know weeks in a row, and you start having to have five or six beers before you feel where you want to be, that's a lot of alcohol. Yeah, every night to be just pushing back. It's a lot of calories. A lot, of, a lot of sugar too, depending on what you're drinking too. And then like you liquor. Know, from there, your tolerance only goes up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get smaller unless you quit. And that's the trend that people get in is they yep. start drinking more and more and more. And then they're like, oh, I can't go to sleep unless I have this now. They've become dependent on it. But then they have to drink more and more and more and more and more every night, every week, every month just to get that their fix. I was going to say, I mean, that's kind of like the equivalent of where we were at, you know, all those two years ago, how much we would have to drink in order to get buzzed oh, or man, drunk yeah. or even, I mean, if you were really trying to black out, I mean, it, we had to drink a lot. I yeah. remember you were almost drinking a whole entire bottle. Oh, like there was a few nights. There was definitely a few nights where I went through a whole bottle on my own and was fine. Like, yeah. you know, didn't black out, but like, yeah, it's just what you're part That you know of. Yeah. Right. <laughs> don't remember what I don't remember. Um, when you, but when you're, when you're getting trashed a couple times a week, at least once a week, the tolerance is just going to keep going up. So anyways, the whole point I was trying to get back to, uh, I know we kind of veered off su- subject a little bit. For the person who who uses a good amount, for a person who, let's just say, they work part-time for now, and they have a lot of time on their hands. They work 30 hours a week. They go to the gym four days out of the week, five days out of the week. That person is probably still smoking a good amount. So your final answer on if you on, on a normal work week, what are you smoking? Uh, normal work week, probably a uh, regular flour, probably two grams a week. Okay. So let's just say for the person who smokes a lot more than you and who doesn't have a full-time job, let's just say they have, they smoke four. I feel like over time that gets to be a lot. And I'm not saying, you know, that sales tax is not a bad thing, but I can see where that'd be a problem for some people. They're like, oh, well, that's bullshit. I'm not going to pay, you know, yada, yada, yada for, I'm not going to pay that extra amount for, for weed. When in reality, they kept saying that a long time ago because that, that's exactly how I was. Right. I was like, they just taxed the shit out of it. I don't see a problem. But I can see why it would be an issue down the road with paying even more and more because at some point if they if they don't take a tolerance break that's when you know they're they're buying more and more and more to get high yeah that's just up to each individual person then to to know to control yourself you can't control yourself that's not other people's problems and honestly you know you got to think also if you're going to get your weed from a dispensary you're getting good weed and you know you know that you're getting good weed you go to a guy on the street, you don't know what the fuck you're getting. That you is true. He could tell you That's that scary. it's this and that. It's Blue Dream. It's the, the strongest shit he's ever gotten. He might tell you it's exotic and it might not be exotic. Yeah. You know, he might tell you it's some really strong loud and it's the best batch he's ever gotten, but it might be some really trash mid. You don't know. You just don't know. And they might it might come in a package and you might say, oh, well, I do know. It gave me, it came in a package. I had to open it myself. You don't know. People can people do that. Like there's so many fakes of everything. If you're That's not the same buying with these it legally, the chances are it's not, you know, exactly what it's being marketed to be. And, you know, that can be fine if you're getting weed and you trust your, your person and they give you good stuff, then teach his own. 
do it at your own risk and not only do the drugs at your own risk, but go out and buy it at your own risk because that's another part of it is if you're, you know, if weed's legal in your state, why would you go put yourself at risk going to a drug dealer, going to someone who's breaking the law? And I know it's not that big of a deal and there's people that do it. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying got people who sell weed on the side or, you know, all pieces of shit. Uh, I understand, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes, whatever. I'm not looking down on you for it, but you, you don't know what kind of person you're going to run into. That's okay. That's you really fair. Don't, you don't yeah. ever know. And, uh, and same with the, the product. You don't ever know what you're running into. And once you get used to buying dispensary weed, you're not going to want to go back and buy some street weed. That's just going to be trash. Because what do you think they're going to do? The people that go to this, they're going to go to a dispensary, buy weed, and then sell it for cheaper? They can't do that. So what are they going to have to do? Get worse weed. Because the good weed is this price. And that's that. If you're getting anything cheaper, it's not going to be as good. So would you pay more for better quality or less for mid-grade? No, you don't pay streets. more for better quality because if you buy four grams of some really good shit, it's going to last you longer than four grams of bad shit because four grams of not as good shit is you're going to have to go through more of it to get high. So you just end up saving more weed in the long, the long run anyways. It might be, you might end up conserving it the same amount of time as if you were to, you know, get four grams of good weed might last you just as long as eight grams of bad weed because you're going through more of that bad weed. That's okay. That's a fair point. You know, I, I'm not really trying to de uh, debate this i'm you know, just trying to pick some uh pick your head with that because you know i know it's an interesting concept yeah. that i thought about that for the longest time it's like you know sales tax probably wouldn't be a bad idea then i really started kind of digging into it is like you know it well, can be a good idea to an extent they just can't go you know too crazy with it they yeah. can't make it unviable to where it's like like there's no point in spending this much for that but i mean all the legal states so far don't seem to i'm not seeing very many complaints about it's, it's all overpriced. No one can yeah. afford it. Uh, every, every, every state that has it legal seems to be pretty damn happy about it. So it'll be all right. Okay. I just want to look this up. In Washington, cannabis was originally taxed at 25% three times before being sold to the consumer, making for an extraordinary high effective rate. This may have been sustainable while Washington was the only state in the Northwest with legal weed. But with Oregon coming on, the state has since simplified the tax framework to a basic 37% retail tax. In Oregon, where medicinal dispensaries have been temporarily permitted to sell to recreational consumers since last October, a 25% sales tax was imposed in January of this year, when the Oregon Liquor Control Commission assumes full control of the recreational marijuana program at the beginning of 2017 that will fall to 17% plus local taxes of up to 3%. That was posted by potguide.com. Uh, we do not own any of that. So, and also this was posted in 2016. So things have definitely could have changed. But I mean, all right. So, you know, say 25% is the tax. You buy $100 worth of weed, you're paying 125 It's really not that crazy, you know, taking into consideration that you are getting a better product and uh, it's going to end up lasting you longer in the long run. And honestly, it might be a good thing for people to have to pay more for their drugs. Pay more for their, I, don't, I won't say drugs, like it's a, a terrible <laughs> yeah. thing. But pay more money for weed because yeah. just like alcohol, if, if alcohol was dirt cheap and it was the only thing you could get, that's what you're going to use. Is you, you know, if you could pay five bucks for a 12 pack of some real shitty beer that's really bad for you, but it gets you fucked up, people are going to do it. But when you have to pay more for a, a better, cleaner product and it's, you know, a little bit on the pricier side compared to, you know, dirt trash street weed, it, it's going to be better because you're going to have to be like, all right, this is what I can actually afford to get. And so I have to make this three, four grams last me for the week. So then you're not sitting there abusing it. 
you know, you're taking it for what it really is and enjoying the experience of, you know, using it more and being grateful for what it actually does for you as opposed to, you know, just going through as much as you can all day, every day, just roll up, you know, five blunts and smoke them all day nonstop, just never not being high. When you're forced to conserve and, you know, wait till nighttime to use it, uh, not use it as much on the weekdays and having to make it stretch, I don't know, it just ends up being a better thing for you overall. A lot of people, I'm not saying that weed makes you lazy, but a lot of people, you know, smoke weed and get lazy. And it's not necessarily just the weed's fault. It's the people's fault. You can smoke weed and do anything. But, you know, a lot of people just decide to smoke weed and eat Doritos and drink soda and watch TV and sit around all day. Next thing you know, it's been 10 hours and they're like, fuck, I'm still on the couch. Yeah. But, uh, you know, too much of anything is a bad thing. Well, fuck you, because I was literally about to make that point. So I won't even piggyback on that. I think as an outgoing thought, I think that's something, you know, just kind of be more aware about. You know, I I don't know what's going to happen here in Georgia as far as the whole legalizing weed thing. It's it's a whole different. Apparently, they're supposed to have some kind of bill going in to to vote on or something like that. I don't know. That's literally just what I heard. But I mean, well, anyways, you know, we I know we haven't really talked about COVID-19 that much other than, you know, what you were just a couple things what you brought up earlier. But really, we're just we're going to try to stay away from that just because it, it doesn't make any sense. You guys hear it every fucking. Yeah, that's all anyone's talking about. We know no one wants to hear an entire spiel about the whole thing. And yeah, I mean, everyone's I can, freaking out. And I can give you to... my own input and, you know, I'm sure you could give your own. But yeah, oh, we're, I mean, we're not even going to go into that. We won't ignore it. We won't pretend like it's not happening. And uh, if it pertains to a particular story, we're not going to leave it out. But we're not going to do a full episode diving into everything about it. Because, again, it's all anyone's talking about. If you need information on it, then turn on any TV or any radio station or anything. It's the only thing the news is playing. Yeah, open up Twitter. You'll see it everywhere. Yeah, so that's been episode number 25. 25, baby. Anyways, hope hope everyone's staying safe. Hope you guys are practicing social distancing, which I'm sure that's probably not happening. But, you know, it's okay. But you guys know where to find us on Instagram at BrinkleyHaydenZero. At Z Bristol Z, and you can follow our Twitter at Opinions Endless. We will see you next week. Goodbye.